you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, fam? Welcome to episode 23 of I Cry in Corners. If you're new, welcome to the jungle. And if you've been with me for a while, cyber hugs your way. Uh, We're in season three, and so far this season, we've been talking about the kingdom, kingdom things, things that are not a thing, and everything in between. First, we defined what the kingdom actually is and what the kingdom isn't. Uh, In a nutshell, uh, when you live with the kingdom in mind, people encounter Jesus. And uh, when they encounter us, uh, sadly, they just get us. Not like we're bad, but, you know, giving people Jesus is so much better. And so uh, we discussed how we as people need to stop giving trophies to things in our life that shouldn't be winning. And instead, we set our eyes on the things from above. So if you want to get a quick recap, listen to episode 21 for details. And then last week I talked about um, the thing that's not really a thing, which is quitting. Um, And pretty much our entire season will be me talking about things that are not really a thing. And quitting is not a thing. Persevering is... But quitting is not. And um, if you want details or want more on that, please feel free to listen to that as I had lots to say about it. Anyways, I feel like I'm going to stay on that train as I've been trying to process this season and process the things that are not a thing. Uh, I came across this next episode, which is busyness. So today we're going to talk about busyness and rest and how the hustle uh, is king, but the hustle is not kingdom. And so um, I think it's really important to talk about staying busy and what busyness looks like, especially in ministry and in life and as Christians, because the truth is, uh, oh wait, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get ahead of myself, but um, I want to go back a little bit, a couple episodes and just give a little context because I'm going to talk about busyness and I'm going to talk about rest, but these three things have to be in check for you to understand them. Does that make sense? Sorry for the weird cough. I'm going to do that a couple times through this episode as I'm still working through that weird cough asthma thing I got going. Okay, so in order to understand rest, in order to be able to bypass busyness and understand how in the kingdom it actually could be a crutch for you, you've got to understand the call in your life. This is where all the new people are like, Chatty, I know the call of my life. I'm like totally meant to be in the mission field or I'm like a creative. No, no, shush, shush. You know what you're talking about. That's not the call in your life. You got one job, people. Love God, love people. Luke 10, 27, the call in your life is not a ministry service, role, or job title. It is and has always been to love, to be Jesus in a dark world. There you go. High fives. Okay, so now you know the call in your life. The next thing is you got to know your, the, what's God's will for your life. Uh, rejoice always. Pray continually. Be grateful in every circumstance. This is how you function. This is how you work out that uh, call on your life by being a person who is full of joy, by being a person who's connected to the king, by being a person who's grateful in every circumstance. See, God's desire for us is to be near to him. And we work this out by understanding his will for us. Okay, so... God's calls for you to love God and love people. You're meant to do that through being a person of joy, by being a person connected to the king, by being a person who's grateful in every circumstance, who's drawing near to your creator. And your purpose is to live out that love, to live out 
all the things that God has for you to be Jesus in a dark world. Now, Chadi, why the heck are you saying this? You just said busyness is not a thing. What does it have to do with busyness? I'm telling you these three things because the enemy knows if he can keep you drenched in busyness, if he can keep you busy, you won't live out any of those things. You'll think whatever's keeping you busy is actually your calling and that being overwhelmed must be God's will for you. And that inevitably, um, you'll start seeking purpose in your busyness. But that's not what you're called to. That's not what God's will for you is. That's not what his purpose is for you. Your purpose is not to be busy, to be a person that is constantly overwhelmed. That's not a thing. God's will for you is to be Jesus in a dark world, to be kingdom-minded. How do I start this? I think... I'll just have to dive in, so we'll just go there. Um, <clears throat> in my 20s, I stayed pretty busy, all the way up to my 30s. Um, you know, in my 20s, I, I started a non-for-profit, and I was traveling, and I was speaking, and I was recording albums and releasing like an album a year. I had a full-time job. I had been married for a long time. I got married very early in my 20s. I was in college. I started a successful media company in my 20s. I wrote a book. And by the time I was 28, I had literally done and experienced everything I had asked God for in the early years of my faith. Everything. I literally wrote a list like in my early 20s when I started in ministry. I was like, God, these are the things I'd like to see you do. And and he did them. He did them. I think I was 28 years old. Um, but if I'm being incredibly honest, I was burnt out, depressed, addicted to things I'd eventually have to admit to my husband, and I was a mess. I was killing it for the Lord in public, leading people to Jesus, leading worship at every service, service experiencing, oh my God, amounts of success that were just unbelievable. And I was so super successful in public, but in private, what I was cultivating, the fruit that I was cultivating was the fruit of busyness. And I was sad and I was alone and I was lost and I had no peace. And, um, and instead of recognizing what busyness was creating in me, I continued to allow it to be, uh, what guided me. I wasn't listening to the Holy spirit. I was listening to busyness. I stayed busy because busy made me successful. I became like this striving monster. Uh, yeah. I strived and I strived and I succeeded. And to be quite honest with you, I was drowning in my distress, but I just kept working. I just kept working because, you know, that's what you do in ministry because it's it's like this glorified thing is to work, to be busy, to constantly be doing the, it's like rest isn't a, hasn't, hasn't been a thing till recently. And I remember during that season of early on in ministry, it was like, you just keep doing and you keep doing. And I was great at my work and I was great at doing, and I was great at managing my constant state of feeling overwhelmed. And, oh man, it helped me stay busy as busyness after all looks good. It keeps us moving forward, right? Wrong. Um, flash forward five years later, I found myself literally in my dream job, dream church, dream everything. I was 33 years old. And even though I knew that I needed to take a step back and stop being so busy and allowing busyness to be God in my life, um, I was a mess. I was struggling and I told no one and success continued to follow me even though I was busy and even though I was broken. Um, cause you know, success does follow busyness. Um, but the ground I was standing on literally crumbled. I was 33 years old and within weeks I experienced the most significant loss of my adult life. 
within days, an abrupt job shift. Within days after that, a horrible car accident. Within weeks, the loss of a friendship that shaped me fell apart. And everything I knew, I was 33 years old. I was living the dream, man. I was so busy and I was so successful. And everything I knew, everything I'd put my trust in, and everything I'd loved came to a screeching halt. I was done. I was done. I wanted to quit ministry. I wanted to quit my job. I wanted to quit my life. I felt like I couldn't tell anyone. And, um, and I contemplated suicide. I, I, it was, it was probably the darkest time of my life. You would never have thought it. I was, I was at the pinnacle of my success in, in my job. I, everything looked awesome because I was busy. I was busy. And there I was sitting on the edge of my bed, crying out to God for peace. And I realized what I needed. So in that moment of God help me, I asked for a month sabbatical to get some help, to seek God, to recharge, to spend time with my husband. And in that one month and in the months that followed and in the years that followed that, God showed me what I'm going to share with you today. It's taken me a long time to write this episode because, to be honest, it still hurts to talk about. It's That season broke me in half, and though the wounds have closed up and healed, the scars are still visible, and they're tender to the touch. So I'm going to ask you to listen closely to what I need to share with you today because I believe that busyness is not a thing. It is something that the enemy uses to really... Man, to to be like another smokescreen over what God really has truly called us to. And during that broken season, I had to make myself stop rushing through every moment. I had to stop rushing and being busy and making myself see the world the way Jesus did. I was so broken, guys, that I couldn't trust the way I saw the world. I had to literally make a conscious effort to see the way Jesus saw everything. I remember sitting on my edge of my bed and I was so sad and I was so overwhelmed and I was like, there's no way, no one's going to understand. I don't even know. I'm so busy. I don't, I felt like, I, I just felt like I was losing it. And I said, God, I can't trust what I see. I need to see what you see. I can't trust what I see. I need to see what you see. I stopped doing things and I started asking God to help me see his kingdom because the kingdom, I knew that I knew that I could, it would see past my brokenness. I have a tattoo on my arm that says, en todo veo la mano de Dios and everything I see the hand of God because it was a season of my life where all I wanted to do was see God's hand in it. All I wanted to do was hear God's voice in it. All I wanted to do was see God in it because all I had allowed for years and years and years was to see me in it. I had built up this success, this mountaintop, all this stuff. And really, at the end of the day, it wasn't worth anything when my world was shaken. Yet busyness is glorified and success is glorified. But if we don't know how to rest and abide in God, if we can't be kingdom-minded in such a way that we know how to step back and step in when God is guiding us, then we'll just remain broken people. See, Jesus never intended us to be busy. He intended us to be purposeful. 
<laughs> I'm going to say that again. Jesus never intended for us to be busy and leave, leave these like super busy lives. You know, he intended us to be purposeful. For me, busyness led to a very dark season. It affected my mental health, my marriage, my ministry. And for some of you, it may not be that intense. Some of you are listening right now. And they're like, oh my God, I thought this was going to be a funny episode. <laughs> but when you're busy and busyness is your master, look, I'm telling you because I've done this. I'm, I'm on the, ed, out the other side of this. If you're one of these people that busyness is your master, you will bypass people. You will stop loving people. You will talk at people instead of talking to people. You will strive. You will focus on success to your detriment. And then you will focus on success so much that you'll stop focusing on Jesus. And if you're not careful like I did, you'll find your identity in what you do. Instead of who called you. But when you're purposeful, when you're living a life of purpose and not a life of busyness, love is your goal and everything flows from love. Yeah, everything flows from love. I don't know if you're taking notes. I don't know where you are today. If you're sitting at your office or you're driving or you can take notes. I I wrote down these three things about busyness and I think they're important. So write them down. Busyness is the enemy's tool to keep you doing instead of loving. Doing instead of loving. See, God doesn't want us to just be doers of the words. He wants us to be lovers of the word. He wants us to be out and actually love people. And and busyness will just keep you doing. Keep your head down. Keep you doing. The other thing is busyness is the enemy's tool to keep you abiding in false purpose when really you should be abiding in the Father, abiding in God, abiding in His rest, abiding in His peace. Your doing doesn't give you purpose. It's false purpose. Busyness also doesn't make you successful. It makes you busy. So recap. The goal of your life shouldn't be to be successful or continue to be busy as the goal of your life is to be purposeful, full of love. And as a result, you'll be the salt and light in a broken world. But if you're busy, what happens is the enemy will break you off and you won't be able to flavor anything or shine a light on anything. So I'm going to give you some practical tips, the things that helped me overcome busyness and the effects busyness can bring. So I'm going to read a story in Luke 4. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible because because it's about Jesus. And to me, Jesus is like the greatest uh, triumph story. He's the one that overcame busyness. He overcame everything. He He was so purposeful in everything that he did. It was in the manner in which he talked to people, in the manner in which he dealt with problems, in the manner in which he dealt with brokenness. And I, I just, I mean, who better to model our lives after. So it's in Luke 4, we find Jesus coming out of a gangster moment where he's been baptized and he literally goes into the wilderness to be tempted. And it says, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. The reason I want you to be a kingdom-minded person is because you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you will allow God to lead you into wilderness seasons. If you remember last week, I talked about how Jesus was a wilderness person and how we're meant to be in the wilderness and Jesus allowed himself to be led into a wilderness because he knows that what is there will actually build him up. Sometimes God wants to walk you into certain seasons, but he can't walk you into it because you're so busy. 
And that's how I felt during that season. It was like God was trying to walk me through things and I couldn't see it because I was busy. And as I read this story, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but as I read it, I began to realize that the enemy attacked Jesus in three different ways. And in the manner in which the enemy attacked Jesus, he attacks us. Wouldn't it be easy if I just told you the three ways that the enemy is going to attack you? Because he does it every single flipping time. If you read all of Luke 4, you're going to find that the enemy attacks uh, his hunger, his provision, and his significance. Uh, The enemy, in your busyness, and in the brokenness, and in the constant striving, what you're going to find is the enemy is going to attack your hunger. See, if you're striving for success and not totally filled with the bread of life, the enemy will pick you off like a sheep amongst wolves. And during that really dark season, I wasn't filled with the word, I was filled with work. During that really dark season, I was filled I was filled with work. I was filled with striving. I wasn't filled with the word of God, and I was picked off. So I want to encourage you to be one of those people that are filled up with the right things. Pray, read your Bible, get accountability, fill up on good things, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think on those things and ask yourself, are you actually feeding on those things? If you want to be a successful person in the kingdom, if you don't want busyness to be a thing for you, fill up on those things and don't let the enemy attack your hunger because you're so filled with the word of God and you're so filled with the presence that the enemy cannot attack the things and have you feeding on things that don't even matter. If you're 17 episodes into a Netflix documentary and that's all you've been doing for three weeks, you are feeding on the wrong things. The second thing the enemy does is during busyness is he attacks your provision. See, in the world we worship what provides, but in the kingdom we worship who provides. And so the enemy not only will attack your hunger, but he'll attack your provision. See, he wants you to be so focused on having to provide that it keeps you busy. Look, if you want to be successful in the kingdom, you have to be constantly focused on the king. Are you busy because you're trying to provide? Look, there's nothing bad or wrong with that. If you are, there will be seasons where you will have to work harder than others. But if the busyness affects how you love and serve people, then you're not doing it right. See, Jesus walked this earth with purpose. He didn't walk this earth in a hurry. Nor did he walk it rushing through the encounters. He always knew his provision was the Father, so he moved and adapted as such. Chadi, what does that mean, practically speaking? Ask yourself, what are you really worshiping? If you want to be successful in the kingdom, worship Jesus rather than success, rather than money, rather than being uh, perce- people perceiving you as more successful than you are. I'm telling you, none of those things matter in the end. I know this because I had the same problem and I was overwhelmed with busyness that during that season of what we'll call the dark ages, um... I really feared, uh, I kept busy because I feared that maybe my position would be replaced or that I wouldn't be able to make enough money or that I wouldn't be able to, I don't know, that I wasn't enough and it was my busyness that gave me worth. And so I don't know why you maybe are out there and you're like, maybe, I don't know where it says in the world, I wrote this down in the world, we worship what provides, but in the kingdom, we worship who provides like check who you're worshiping. Check who, what you're worshiping. Like what in your life is king? Because the reality is if you're kingdom, you'll be focused on the king. So I don't know if it's, you're, you're fearful and that's why you're staying busy, but don't be. That's an attack of the enemy and it doesn't matter. 
He's going to attack your hunger. He's going to attack your provision. And then he's going to attack your significance. Seriously, read Luke 4 for yourself. Get this revelation for yourself. I've said this before, but it's worth repeating that whose you are is way more important than who you are. And the enemy will do everything, everything. The world is trying to tell you a million things of who you are. But the reality is in the wilderness seasons of life, you have to be connected to who's way more than who. And the world will tell you, the enemy will tell you that busyness will help you determine who you are. You know, you're hardworking, you're successful, you're the boss, you're the wife, you're the husband, you're the mom, you're the dad, you're the creative. But when life falls apart, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I am serious. I'm serious. Listen, I'm going to say this. I didn't have to do a podcast this week. I'm actually leaving out of the country tomorrow morning. It's my 15 year wedding anniversary and I was not going to do a podcast this week. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, you have to do this podcast because there's someone out there that is overwhelmed. There's somebody out there that feels alone. There's somebody out there with their hunger, their significance and their provision attacked. And you think that busyness is going to fix it. Listen to what I'm telling you. When life falls apart and you're starving and you sought provision elsewhere, all that will matter is whose you really are and not what busyness has named you. So if you are busy, if you are in need of rest, know this, your rest and reprieve from the harsh seasons will not be found in your busyness or your lack of storms, but instead rest will be found in knowing that he is your sustenance. He is your provision and there is purpose in all of this. You are called to be purposeful. I say this, oh, I say this with all that I am, that peace does not come whether or not you're in a storm or whether you're not. It doesn't come whether the sun is shining on your life. Peace comes from God and it comes from God. Rest comes from God because he is always shining on your life. So don't let busyness become a thing. No, rest in the knowledge that God is Oh, ready and willing to give you all you need to be successful, all you need to thrive, and that you are His, and you're full of purpose, and you can do all things through Him, because He's the one that strengthens you. He's the one that is with you. You are not alone. Don't let busyness become a thing. Let God become the thing that's bigger than anything in your world. I believe in you. Keep your head up. I know that Oh, I know that everyone thinks the hustle's king, man, but don't let it be king to you. Kingdom people don't let the hustle become bigger than the kingdom. Okay, so, um, okay, that's really all I got. This is really awkward. I don't know how to end this, so I'll just say that, um, I, I don't know. I'm just praying for you guys. Seriously, I got your back. I love you, weirdos.